Yes lads, what's going on and welcome to the 5th episode of Season 2 of the Little Running Irishman Podcast. In this episode we are joined once again with another guest, John Rankin. John is um, the founder of uh, the business Go Be More Running Apparel and uh, yeah this is probably my favourite episode yet on the on the channel and uh, of the podcast just because me and John have uh, a really really great uh, conversation about running and the business Go Be More and how John is helping me uh, grow my podcast and how I'm helping John grow go be more as much as possible and bring it over to ireland as much as possible and yeah it is just a great great uh conversation i'll leave all john's socials down in the description and in the show notes uh, and go be more's website as well if you want to check out the apparel that they provide is top quality running apparel and uh, for really really good prices and you're also helping an up-and-coming business and you'll also be helping me out as well and um, to try grow grow the business a little bit so yeah if you if possible jo- go check out their their website because they've got some great gear over there but yeah as i said this is a great episode uh, i hope you guys enjoyed it i definitely did enjoy it uh, and as i said all the links are down in the description and the show notes for john's socials my socials and goby moore's website so make sure to check it out and i hope you all enjoy Okay, so I'm joined here with John Rankin, ex-professional athlete and Nike athlete and also currently a, a bit of an entrepreneur, you could say. So thank you very much, John, for coming on the podcast. Killian, it's wonderful to be with you. Um, I'm so glad that we connected on Instagram. You're such an amazing young man. Uh, I just, your energy, there's something special about you. I'm so <laughs> excited just to have a fun conversation and get to know you more. No, thanks very much. I, I am too. It should be. It should definitely be a good one. And um, yeah, just to jump straight into it, with a lot of my guests that I have on the podcast, uh, it usually, as you know, there are a lot. It's a lot running aim. So you definitely have a mm-hmm. big, big running background uh, to you. So if you just want to give us a, a little quick breakdown of your running bra- background, I know that can be a little bit tough because of such a. Uh, such a high level that you were at but if you're just able to break down maybe your running career or background when you started why you started uh that would, that would be uh, really cool yeah for sure so i started running when i was 14. um i was a basketball player before i started running and yeah. i was like trying to become with my brother the next michael jordan <laughs> that was our dream yeah so that was the m that was the mj that that was uh kind of like inspiring the first part of, of my life, that first part of my uh, sports journey. And then 1996 comes along and the uh, the Atlanta Olympics here in the United States were um, going on that summer in 1996. And I remember watching another MJ, Michael Johnson. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and yeah, and he was wearing the golden spikes. I don't remember you, if you saw that. Oh, I have seen uh, that. Yeah. So, I mean, come on, you're sitting there, you're 14, you're watching this guy uh, look like Superman, his chest out, puffed out, and he's just flying around the track and he's dominating everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, I was like so inspired. And I just remember sitting in the living room uh, of my 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 parents home and just going, uh, wow, that's I want to do that. I want to be like Michael, you know, yeah. the, this upper MJ. And so within about a year, I quit basketball and, and was really just focused on track. And, uh, you know, I tried to be a sprinter in the beginning, but found very quickly that that was not where my talent lied. It was uh, it was more in the mile, uh, more in the middle distance stuff. And yeah. honestly, after my very first run, I was like, wow, I love how I felt. I love how it made me feel. Yeah. And I wanted to I loved the sport. I loved just doing it. And on top of the fact that 
I had the, this dream. Like the moment I started running, I was running because I wanted to become an Olympian. Definitely. I knew it from the very beginning. And uh, and I believed with my whole heart that I could do it. Yeah. Um, everybody thought I was crazy, but <laughs> you know, when you have these big, crazy, wild dreams, that's kind of how it goes. A hundred percent. But yeah, man, so I had a pretty decent high school career. I mean, without going into too many details, you know, it's a little bit up and down here and there, but I ended it pretty well, good enough to get UCLA to say, hey, you want to walk on? Well, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, I ran a 409 mile, ended up running a 409 mile in high school. And like, it's funny, my 800 time and my, my two mile time do not coincide with or reflect how good I should have been in those events in high school. But yeah. I ran like a, I don't even remember what my two mile time was. Um, <laughs> but I do, I ran like a 157 or 158 cool. uh, in the 800 because I barely did it. I just did the mile a lot. Yeah. I would do doubles, triples in our dual meets, but it wasn't, I wasn't trying to run super fast in those events. It was yeah. always about the mile. And, um, are the 1600 meters, you know, at that time. And so uh, I blew up my senior year, ran 409, was one of the fastest times in the country. Uh, UCLA gave me an opportunity to walk on. And then um, my freshman year, I won the junior national championship for the United States and made the junior USA team. And I think I ran like 346, I think was a personal best, my yeah. personal best in 1500 as, as a freshman. So it was like a 403, something like that, 404, something like that. Yeah, It's pretty cool. And then, um, the next three years were tough in college, had seven stress reactions or stress fractures, about seven of them total. So three years of injury was oh, brutal. Yeah, I, was at, I was on the pool and in the bike, cross training two, three hours at, at, per session uh, every day. So I was training like f probably five, six hours a day yeah. uh, um, on the bike, stationary <laughs> bike on the elliptical and or aqua jogging, mainly aqua jogging. But that was most of my college career was like, cross training yeah. I was injured all the time and so by the time I got to my fourth year I wanted to quit the sport oh, yeah. Yeah. and I did and I took a couple weeks off my coach was like yo um take some time see if you really want to do this or not I came back after about a week and I said yeah a week off and I was like this running but I wasn't really training with the team yeah. and I said nah I'm done I'm done <laughs> yeah you know, my fourth year in college and I was like I I'm happier just running. I forgot why I was doing it and all these injuries and the struggles and the mental stress was not worth it anymore. Yeah. And I felt like I was being an awful teammate, to be honest with you. I was like, my teammates see like the worst of me right now because I'm so focused on this dream and the fact that it wasn't working out. So I tried to quit, uh, but I explained to him what my logic was. And he's like, dude, you're in a good place. You're in a better place than you think you are. Come back to the team. And I said, he said, don't quit. I can't let you quit. Um, and I said, well, if I come back, I just want to focus on the fundamentals. I just want to be the best that I could be, yeah. be a good teammate, focus on the work and not worry about championships, records, nothing. Just to stay I, fit. I care about yeah, just do yeah. the work and enjoy, enjoy running for the sake of running, you yeah. know, and training for the sake of training. And it was funny, within a few weeks of coming back, uh, it was my fourth year in college. So I had one more year of eligibility left. So my fifth year is really where things turned around. But I, I did uh, pretty well. I made the national championships, the NCAA national championships as a, a fourth year. So I turned around and did pretty well. Um, ran um, a four-minute mile on uh, the anchor leg of our DMR at one point in a major uh, invitational Texas relays. I did yeah. really cool things and um, ran some PRs and turned things around a little bit. Then I ended up having my first real summer of training, believe it or not. Uh, going into my last year in college, yeah. had a stellar cross-country season, was 39th 
uh, at the NCAA championships in Division One for UCLA and was an All-American. We finished second in the DMR Indoor Nationals. So that was cool. And I anchored that team. And then outdoor season comes and it was like John Rankin arrived. I ran <laughs> my first sub four minute mile in, in April, uh, April, I think it was April 5th. 2005 at the Rayford Johnson Jackie Joyner Kersey Invitational at UCLA. Yep. It had been 25 years since somebody had broken four minutes. Mm. And uh, I ran 357, was uh, one of the fastest times in the world. It was the number one time in the world at, at that point in the season. So I went yeah. from being no uh, number one in the world and um, broke four for the first time. And then I went on to have one of the best uh, middle distance seasons of all time, running 17 personal bests in one season. Um, and, uh, and, you know, signing a contract with Nike. And then I ran professionally for about five, six years with Nike yeah. um, and made an Olympic team as an alternate uh, in 2008 in the 1500 meters for the United States. That is, that is really cool. And that's a, it's a really interesting story. And we will uh, take bits out of it and talk about them a little bit. But just going back really to the start from the transition from basketball to, to running. Was it, was it a big transition? Did you love the sport straight away? Or because the reason I'm going back to this is because a lot of my teammates and a lot of the listeners to the podcast would be around that age, around my age, 14, 15, 16, that maybe have just started running or want to get into running. So what was that transition like um, for you at the start? Obviously, from coming back from such a severe injury, you must have, you must have obviously the work right, but I'd say a lot of, of natural talent. And did you see that straight away or did you have to really uh, work for that, for that natural talent to really be shown? I think it was, it was, <clears throat> I think it showed up quite quickly. Honestly, I think that, I mean, I was doing things that as a, as a freshman, um, in, in track and field and as a, you know, sophomore, I didn't run cross country for the first time till my sophomore year and I made state. Yeah. And I was and I did really well at state. I don't remember what my placement was, but I was competitive at state, even in my very first season in cross country, having no experience. Yeah. So, I mean, def talent definitely was there. It was like and it showed up pretty quickly. Um, uh, I wasn't a high mileage guy. Never really was. I think yeah. it was averaging like 25 miles a week in high school. So, I mean, it was definitely talent for sure. But the big the, the big thing the, the thing was the mental, mental side of it. Transitioning from basketball was not super hard. For me, in terms of uh, getting into the sport, I've I, I done a really good job of teaching us, my brother and I, about the um, like the fundamentals of, of 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 just doing a good job as an athlete, right? Yeah. Just being a good athlete, and 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 obviously the sport we were doing that in was basketball, but the lessons and the fundamentals, the work ethic, the all that stuff was there already. The foundation was laid thanks to my dad and what he did with my brother and I. I mean, my dad was so passionate about basketball and, and he really believed that we could we could make it, you know, yeah. um, at least at the D1 level and, and, and basketball and have a chance, you know, to make yeah. the NBA. He believed what we, we could do it. And we he's like, if we put in the work, um, we'll give, we, we have a shot. And, and so that all translated very nicely into the work ethic that I poured into my sport uh, or into the sport of track and field. Yeah. And uh, the only tough part about it was letting the sport go because it was, I felt like I was disappointing my dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he, he, yeah. So that was the hardest part was like, I didn't want to break my dad's heart because we loved, he loved the sport. He loved seeing his sons 
play the sport of basketball and we were we poured our hearts into it for like 10 years our hearts into it and then for me to just drop it yeah it was kind of it's kind of heartbreaking um and and i felt so bad because i didn't want to you know you don't want to disappoint your dad no, you don't want to disappoint your mom. um but he understood you know he supported it as well as he could in the beginning and over time he saw how happy i was and he's just like well of course whatever my son whatever makes him happy is what yeah. matters the most and but it was tough you know because i didn't want to break my dad's heart so that was the hardest part Definitely. of leaving switching from basketball to track for me in my experience no I can I can definitely relate to that quite a lot because over in Ireland here we've we have a sport called Gaelic football and hurling it's basically a mixture of basketball rugby and soccer put into one and I I've been I've been playing that since I was maybe six seven and my brother also was playing it as well and it was very similar to you obviously uh, we got to very different levels but no, we were we we put a lot into sport training, tra- training every day with the club, going out with our friends, playing it. And my dad uh, is also very big into it. So very similar to you it was quite. Mm. I felt like not that I was letting my dad down because the same with you. Once my dad knew I was happy in the sport I was doing, he was he was okay with it. But just from a personal point of view, I was kind of like, is he just saying that? And obviously it helped having my brother. He, I, I don't really like saying this, but he was better than me at it. So still having him on the court definitely was a bit refreshing. So my dad had someone in the family in the uh, in the sport. And running, running isn't as big over in Ireland as it is in America, or athletics even. So it's not like... Oh, I'm going off to do like just say football or soccer. It's running, and that probably wasn't expected, maybe. So it was maybe a little bit mm-hmm. of a shock to my dad. But uh, very similar to you, I played a sport for quite a long time, gave it up because I found running. I found I had a passion for it, and I was good at it. Uh, and as well, I maybe thought I was disappointing my dad, which I don't think I was, and I don't think I am to this day. So I can definitely to re- relate to that story quite a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of sons can, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think. I mean, we we want to make our dads proud. We want to. Yeah. We want to. You know, um, it's in many ways, I guess, prove ourselves as a, as a man, as a as a as we become men. No, definitely. Uh, yeah. That um, you know, because we look up to our dads, and we're like, okay, you know, I want my dad to be proud of me. And yeah. it's funny how much that means to us as as young men, and definitely. as as you become men, yeah. you know, and so. I think that's where, at the heart of it, I think that's where we get that from, you know, and, and it's great. It's love. I love talking about that with you, and, and where you're at in your life, you know. Yeah. I think that um, I'm. it's great to hear that you realize, you know, or you have that perspective on it. And that ultimately, the, the most important thing in, for you is that you just want to, you know, you want to make your dad proud, Definitely, you know. Yeah. And, and, and whatever you're doing, if I believe if, if you're doing good in the world, and you're always giving your best. I, I, I think that ultimately, your father will always see um, the, you know, your greatness and your strive, your efforts to be great. And yeah. I think that's exciting, you know. And I think that's Definitely. all you need to do. I think. 100%. I think as long as you're doing that, I know that your dad sees is proud of you. You know. No, definitely. And uh, that's that's where it's good to have have that kind of support in any sport or any activity that you're doing but kind of moving up the ages a little bit you 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 spoke right there breaking the four minute mile and 
when when me and you start talking uh, I, I started doing a little bit of research into your professional career and I actually found out I'm not too sure if you know this but you were the 238 athlete to break the four minute mile so um, that's just a little a little fact there for everyone watching and listening I thought I thought that was pretty cool even just holding that to your name I think that that is a that's a pretty cool achievement to have and just to to talk a little bit more on your professional side of your career what was it like uh, initially signing that contract with Nike because I know and a lot of people my age that that are in any sport the main thing is getting is getting the gear off off um off a deal yeah. off a big brand and and getting paid to do to do what what you love so what was that like when you, you signed that contract you know, it was great. Um, Nike was really, in, in in so many ways, was was really good to me. And honestly, the, in the most important way, they gave me, they helped me make, I think, one of the biggest dreams that most boys and now I think Definitely. a lot of girls have, and that is and it come true, and it's that dream of becoming a professional athlete. And yeah. I got to be a pro, a pro. I turned pro. I mean. I made it to the top of a sport. It's surreal. It's like, what? I mean, this is crazy. (laughs) And and it's Nike, you know? Um, Probably the biggest brand. Oh no, it is, without question, right? It is. And I mean they've they've shaped um so many generations, you know, um with with their brand. And no, I mean they've inspired so many dreams in in uh in all in, in, in so many people throughout the world. It was a dream come true, for sure. Um, it was amazing to be a Nike athlete. Uh, and, uh, you know, when I signed, I mean, there's a lot of, because you're young and you don't have a lot of perspective, you, you put undue, unnecessary pressure on yeah. yourself. Like, if I were to go back and do it all over again, and every older person says this, it's like, <laughs> I would have been like so cool about it. I would have been like, wow, I would have seen how great of an opportunity it was. I yeah. think I would have turned it into an even bigger opportunity had I realized how lucky I was that, that that Nike gave me that shot. Yeah. And um, you know, my advice to anybody is that when you have a dream and, and things start to come true, um, you begin to realize that there's so much more <clears throat> to the dream than than it just coming true. It yeah. was like everything between the moment you had it and the moment it came true, that stuff counts. That stuff matters. And honestly, it matters more. Than the Definitely. dream coming through. So, I, I felt like it was cool to have that opportunity, but the fight to get to that moment, yeah, that's what was really special because of all the things that I learned about myself going through that fight, you know. And now with the fight that I'm in at this point in my life for inspiring that in other people, fighting for that, so yeah. that all people anywhere in the world can see that within themselves, like that they can feel. Like they have a right, know that they have a right. They feel like there's value in their dreams that they that they need to chase their dreams. That it's not about it coming true. Um, yeah. That's what it's all about for me now. And that's and, and I wouldn't have the courage, and I wouldn't have the understanding of what that really means had I not been willing to die for the dreams that I had. Yeah, you know, and to go through it. And honestly, I fell short. I didn't. I didn't compete in the Olympics. I made an Olympic team. I was an alternate though. I, yeah. I was on the team, but I wasn't in Beijing. You know, I was, I beat a lot of guys, but I did it, they made, they got medals, but I didn't, but they got the medal and I did it. You know, yeah. I, I didn't, I wanted to break the world record and I got close, but I did it, you know? Yeah. So there's these things where I could say, wow, the dream didn't come true, but 
and it could be so easy. And for many years, I yes. was disappointed, I, yes. and I had an amazing career. But when I, as I get older, I go, wow, look at all the friendships that I made. Yeah. Look at all the lives that I inspired, and can can continue to inspire. And I feel like I know myself better because of the struggles that I went through chasing that dream, and all the experiences that I had in chasing that dream. I'm so grateful for the fact that I did it and I'm okay, more than okay. And I think in many ways it's probably better that it didn't work out, Yeah. my dreams, the way that I imagined because it's taught me so much about how life really is. You know, things don't work out the way that you typically imagine they will, but they typically work out the way that you need them to. Yeah. And uh, it's it's quite like the iceberg effect really. You, you're talking about there that when when you get to when you get to where you are, people people are like, oh look, he's another athlete has signed uh, another night contract, but they don't see everything under the water, the the dedication you put in day in day out, and all the hard work, the hard work and effort you put in to to get there. And would you say would you agree with that when you signed the contract that at a young age, there's probably maybe a little bit of a immaturity thing that you think right, I signed the contract and you put too much pressure on, everyone's looking at me, everyone needs me to perform just because I signed this contract and uh, you mentioned there if you want to go back in time you'd kind of tell yourself no it's not like that, like you're only one in thousands of people that have had these contracts and just to just to embrace it and just keep working hard and not put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it just right. Um, it's you don't need to put the pressure on yourself because there's there's so much more to life than that contract, yeah. you know. And and it's not about you're not you didn't you really didn't do it. Even though if you think you're chasing the contract or the opportunity to be in the Olympics and all that stuff, you're doing it because that's like the nugget, that's like the carrot that you're chasing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, honestly, like deep down inside, you're doing it because you love it. Exactly. And that's really. It, 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 the work that's required, you know, to 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 make it that far, it's so hard, and you know this, yeah, Killian. You train exactly. all every day, you know. You put in the work, and it's it's hard to get up some days. It's hard to some days you show up at the track or or hit the roads, and and you're just like, gosh, like my body is just not feeling it today, yeah, you know, definitely. or my mind is somewhere else. And imagine doing that for years, overcoming that every single day. Um, you're you're not doing point. it for the kind. Yeah, and you're not so you're not doing it for the contract and yeah. all stuff. That's a byproduct of the hard work that you do you put in the dedication, your resilience, um, your persistence, yeah. your your dedication and discipline. It's it's a result of all those things. But you're really doing it because you love it, and um, that's what's most important. And I think that it's easy to forget about that when you sign a contract and all of a sudden you're 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 trying to live up to this contract when you did so you did every, everything you did was good enough. Yeah. To get it. And from that point, it's more just like being consistent. Don't change anything. Allow time and and experience to mold you into the great athlete, the great runner that you're you're capable of being, not the pressure that you're gonna put on yourself. And and, and for sure, don't compare yourself to anybody else. It yeah. doesn't help at all. All the other athletes are on their own separate journey. Your competitors, your peers in every race, you guys are running separate races together you yeah. know you're in the same race but you're really competing against yourself every single time definitely and so when you can see through that when you can remember the love when you can run with joy 
and compete with joy and, and, and just go for it. Like, just take the risk. It's okay if certain races don't work out. Go and fail so that you know what that feels like so that you're like, okay, now that I've gotten that out of the way, yeah, I can go be, I can go be successful now because most of us avoid success, avoid failure. And, it, and I say when you avoid failure, you avoid success because success lies deep within the heart of failure definitely so you you got to be willing to go there you have to be willing to take the risk and and i think that if you could if you make it to that point in your career and you sign the contract tell yourself you're willing to lose that contract because um that's the only way that you can compete at the highest level you have to be willing to risk it all yeah definitely and uh now kind of linking in with a bit of the pressure once you signed that contract was there was there anything that changed obviously personally piling on pressure on yourself maybe uh that's what some people might have done it maybe like other aspects of your running career did anything change when you signed that when you signed that professional contract with nike yeah, the per- my perspective initially was like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I gotta beat Bernard Lagat, I gotta <laughs> beat Alan Webb, I gotta yeah. beat Kevin Sullivan and, and Nick Willis and all these guys. And I'm like, man, these guys are some of the greatest of all time, you know. And um, I'm telling myself I have to beat these guys, and honestly, not really. I didn't have to. I just yeah. needed to be the best that I could be, and 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 just be grateful for where I was at. But um, you know, you kind of do have that moment moment where you're like, oh my gosh, you know, um, I'm I, I'm expected to be X, Y, and Z, and yeah. that that may be true, but focusing on it doesn't, for most people, doesn't help. And for me, that definitely was not a motivation. I just wanted to be the greatest of all time, and so I'm like, I just need to figure this out, um, and try not to get distracted by all these other amazing runners that I'm lining up against. Yeah. you know it's you'll get you'll get psyched out and um i don't think i ever really got super psyched out but i i don't think that i ever lived up to my potential like i think i should won a lot more races than i did yeah and i just felt like i questioned whether or not i was good enough so i'd always like finish like right behind them and i i never allowed myself to fully believe when it was when it when i could um there were moments when i did and i let let it go but it was hard to hold on to that yeah um but yeah, I would always kind of finish like right next to them and push them to the brink. But I always fell short. And I'm just like, wow, you know, like, why was that the case? And, I, you know, I think I, I I, I didn't focus on myself. I focused on the fact that it was these amazing runners. So and you're kind I'm of like, I don't know if I'm yourself. supposed to beat them. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. you're well, not say comparing. You're just you're 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 putting them on a pedestal. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, my God, it's Bernard Lagat. And it's just like. Yeah, it's just another runner. You have to look at it that way if you're at that level. I mean, Bernard's like one of my heroes and a good friend of mine. But I I looked at him like that too often, and it's yeah. like, ah, oh, come on, just go beat this guy and <laughs> yeah. and and um, you know, take the risks and make those moves and try to figure it out. Like he is one of the greatest who's ever done it, and and yet he's still beatable, you know. And I just needed to believe that I could do it. Because every runner is beatable. It's not yeah. about any one particular runner. We could, we, you know, it's possible. Yeah. And you just have to remember. You have to see your way to that truth, um, in order to be the best that you can be. You know, and yeah. and um, eventually I saw that near the end of my career, I saw that, and I had some really amazing moments of brilliance, and some, on some really amazing races, and set some records, and and that still stand to this day. 
But um, you have to work through that in the beginning, for sure. You, you're, I think everybody's a little starstruck in the beginning. Yeah, you know? 100%. And uh, obviously, everybody uh, wants to be the best and everyone wants to break records and set records and win the Olympic medals and World Championship medals. But at the same time, are you kind of grateful maybe that that didn't happen for you? And if it did, you wouldn't be where you are today with Gobi Moore, which we'll talk about uh, later on in the episode. Or do you think if you had, a, had it been you know setting records being the best of all time you still would have ended up where you are today or are you grateful that that didn't happen yeah it's a it's it's hard to say i mean because for sure i felt like i feel like i have unfinished business on the track i feel like yeah. there's so much left for me to do but i think we're always going to feel like that no Definitely. matter what we achieve yeah. so um but yeah i think ultimately uh, because it is what it is like i am grateful for the fact that i didn't it didn't all work out the way that it that I hoped it would because for most people it never does yeah you know and so I think to have that relatability you know uh, with what I'm trying to do with Gobi more which is to inspire people to chase their dreams but to let them know that very clearly our brand is built to do that our brand is being designed to do that and, and to inspire others to chase their dreams but really we're not saying that we expect you or hope you or want you to, to make your dreams come true because you know what that will look like is going to be so different than what you could ever imagine yeah. and whatever it is when you're pursuing it as things unfold it's going to be great it just might not be what you think it is so yeah, to say we hope that your dreams come true is not really the message we want to, to convey because what that will look like is not necessarily going to be what it is that's in your head yeah but you're going to chase that thing that's in your head yeah. and you're going to pursue that and that's what we want because ultimately when you start chasing your dreams, you begin to live the life that you dream of. Yeah. You know, and that's what we want for people. We want people to chase their dreams because so much good will come from that and Definitely. they'll live that life that they've always imagined, but they'll stop putting it off because now they're finally chasing the thing that they've always really wanted to be or to do in life. Yeah. And, 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 and the sooner we can get people to do that, at whatever point they are in their lives, uh, we will have accomplished what we're setting out to do with our brand, which is to help improve um, the world with more hope and more love and more, I think, beauty. Because we'll see the great, more the greatness and more people being shown to to the world. Yeah, definitely. And uh, no, I, I was listening to a podcast. It was yesterday morning. I was out on my run and. It's uh, it, there was a quote in it, and it was, it's, "You're better off being at the bottom of the ladder doing what you love than at the top of the ladder doing what maybe you don't love or what everybody else is doing." So, you know, getting a nine-to-five job, starting a family, maybe your nine-to-five job you don't like it, but it's high-paying. You're you're better off doing something that you love at the bottom of the ladder, maybe not as uh, getting paid as much or 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 being as well off than at the top of the ladder doing something you don't like as much. Would you would you definitely agree with that? Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, and you're so lucky to know that now. <laughs> Hold on to that truth because and there's nothing wrong with the nine to five job. There's nothing wrong with yeah, any job. There really isn't. I mean what the the, the 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 real problem is that we're not, as a group of people as a, as a as a global society you know we're failing each other when we're not helping each other to find a way to spend a little bit of time every day 
painting if we if we want to be artists yeah. uh making m- playing music if we want to make music not necessarily because we're going to be pop stars or the next but because maybe you really love to do that and and maybe your dad has a full-time job or a mom has a full-time job and you have kids and and you have and you stresses over bills and 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 you you get caught up in wanting to just find time to relax but is but you choose to, to get on the internet or or, or Netflix or or something yeah. else and you're just missing out on like taking even two minutes yeah. to do a push-up right yeah. or, or two minutes to paint a little bit on a canvas just like set up the easel and 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 the blank canvas and your paints and just go and paint for a couple minutes Definitely. like that changes lives you know and i think a lot of times we we don't most times we don't do that for each other we don't say oh my gosh um honey go 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 do your thing in the garden i got this you know yeah. like go um you know go for a jog uh, you know or whatever it is you know we need to encourage this in each other we need Definitely. to help each other do this because um yeah we have all this stuff to do we have these nine to fives we have these things that we are doing maybe we're running businesses and it's very time consuming um but but there's other stuff that we want to do that we're not doing because maybe we, we don't feel like we have the freedom or the support within our family or amongst our friends or whatever because we have to we have to do these other things because we have to pay our bills and we have to do those other stuff we have to find a way to add some balance to that by saying, you know, carving out and, and encouraging each other to carve out and supporting people, each other, finding a little bit of time, even if it's just a couple minutes a day, doing something for themselves, Definitely. you know? Yeah, and especially nowadays with, with so many big, huge social media platforms, if you, if you like painting or music, you just whip your phone out, take a picture of your painting or record yourself singing or making music and there could be one big shot that comes across this and there in space of 10 minutes your life has changed, you, you sign yeah. a music contract, you, you, you join a, 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 an art business or I'm, I'm not too big into art so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know really what happens there but just even like, yeah. just even with running or fitness you, you you show yourself running on a treadmill someone calls you up would you be able to give me tips and then next thing you know you're a personal trainer or you're in a you're in with a fitness company and that's nowadays exactly that's all it takes is one little clip on youtube instagram whatever platform and it, next thing you know you're you're a celebrity or you're you're a big shot in, a, in an industry that you, you you've gone for a nine-to-five job from on minimum wage to this big shot in one industry with a 10 one minute 10 second or a one minute clip on any social media so nowadays crazy. people yeah. need to really and that's why that's a, another reason why i started the podcast obviously i enjoy talking about running and all but you never know one day someone could even with you now with Gobi Moore and that's that that's such a, a big opportunity with me uh, to one person comes along and next of all it opens up this this big thing and it, it just adds another chapter onto onto your goals or onto your dreams right yeah no and and I feel very lucky that with Gobi Moore um, you know I have the chance to do really fulfill, I think, what my life's purpose is. Like, I'm very clear on this, actually. It is my life's purpose. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to be involved in helping build communities and helping to um, solve problems, you know? Um, And I feel like with Go Be More, the coolest thing about it is that it really, there isn't anything that we can't touch and, and improve 
through inspiration, through motivation, through love. Definitely. You know, yeah. and that's really this the, a really special thing about Go Be More is that at the end of the day, like we are in a position to n- unlock this greatness within every person that comes across this message. You know, we can tell you to go be more creative, to go be more active, to go be more spiritual, to go be more charitable, to yeah. go be more wealthy, you know, to go be more loving um, and and so on and so forth. And, 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 and it works because we all want to go be more. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we all want to keep growing. We all keep aspiring to more. Even when you make it to the top, what you got to do is you only have two choices to fall or fly. Exactly. And we all want to fly. That's it. You know, we want to keep going. We don't want to fall down from the top. We want to fly when we reach the mountaintop. And I think that we have to keep reminding each other that you could still go be more no, how far, no matter how far you go. Yeah. No matter what you achieve. And, and, and that's what I feel where I've fallen short. It was like, well, but yeah, I could still go be more. There's still yeah. so much more for me to do than just break a world record. Because yeah, even definitely. after I do it, what am I going to tell myself? What next? Break it again. Right. But <laughs> that's, an, that's, that's an example of, yeah, well, I can definitely. still go be more. Exactly. So that's the point. It's like, and, we, and it's not, we don't want to, you know, I want to be clear. It's not about like, don't be happy with what you got. It's all about don't become complacent in life. Yeah. Um, keep striving for the next thing that you're supposed to do, the next thing that you haven't learned yet. You know, we all have problems, you know. Definitely. We should strive to solve those problems that we have, so that the old problems, so that we have new problems. A problem isn't a bad thing. A problem is a, is a situation that's designed to, get, to teach you a lesson yeah. in life. And then the next problem that comes along will be that little bit easier. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and it, so you can always go be more because it keeps building on itself for you as long as you don't stop, you know. And, and when I say don't stop, it's, it's, it's not don't rest, don't enjoy life, don't. No, it's about remembering that, you know, there's, there's life is full of, of opportunity as far as like experiences. Yeah. You know, there's always new people to meet. There's always more love to give. There's always... Um, uh, more opportunities to just do more good and to learn new things and to discover more about yourself. Like we in and of ourselves are like this un, uh, this fa- unfathomable universe that, that that's waiting to be discovered, just within our own selves. Yeah. You know, and the only way to 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 to, to embark upon that 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 uh, exploration and, and 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 that journey is to keep chasing the passions that come up in you as you chase other passions right yeah. and, and and that's what go be more is all about is there's just so much to do in your life there's no reason to feel like you have to be so down in the dumps that you're unexcited about life like yeah. you can go be more and we want to remind you of that every single day that's for the rest it. of your life no that's it and uh even even in your scenario you can it's so like good hearing from someone that like you hear things from people like motivation from people that 
don't really have never really needed motivation before in their life but uh, someone uh, that reached a, a high level in athletics like you and as you mentioned coming back from an injury and then becoming a, a Nike athlete it's it, it's quite refreshing hearing it from someone at, at your level that you can always go be more even from someone that like yourself that has reached such a high level in in what you loved and even though yes you signed a Nike contract but then you went on and you you, you made an Olympic team and you you kept you kept racing and training and it, it's so good hearing that from someone who knows what they're talking about and before we kind of move on to the Gobi Moore and the maybe entrepreneur side things you could say, um, you, you made an Olympic team, uh, you, we spoke about that a little bit, but are there other uh, major competitions that you were a part of or other um, highlights in your running career that, uh, that you think are a reasonable mention? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've won a lot of races in Europe um, and the European circuit, which is super cool. Like the yeah. Amsley Car Mile was a really big one. Amsley Car Mile out there in, uh, I think it was Manchester, uh, yeah. where, where they held it. I won, um, I was fourth at the Pan American Games in 2011, uh, you know, which was super cool, super close to getting a medal there, which is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, I competed in the Commonwealth Games in 2010. Didn't do too great there, but I was struggling quite a bit because I had just been <laughs> diagnosed. Actually, after the Olympics, I was di- in 2008, I was diagnosed with a terminal kidney disease uh, known as FSGS. So I yeah. had been battling that for a while, unbeknownst to me. And um, when I was diagnosed, that really was a mental issue. It was Definitely, a really mental yeah. struggle for me dealing with knowing that I had this terminal disease that I had to figure out and navigate. Um, so that's what made 2010 a little bit tough as far as the Commonwealth Games goes. But it was an honor to be in India, honor to compete and represent actually the Cayman Islands. My second half of my career uh, was representing the Cayman Islands internationally. So I ran for them and competed in the CAC Games um, and got a bronze medal there. Fourth at the Pan American Games, competed in in the uh, 2010 uh, Commonwealth Games and, um, you know, and, and won a lot of other races or finished really close to winning a lot of races like the Fifth Avenue Mile in New York. For many years, I was super close, uh, finished top three at one point, but super close to winning that historic, um, yeah. prestigious road mile out there in New York. And um, almost won the, a couple times, almost won the USA one mile road championships. I was second a couple times in that. But, you know, uh, it, it, overall, I'm, I think the greatest thing that I experienced was just the opportunities, you know, yeah. uh, of competing against the best guys in the world. and 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 given run for the money, you know, quite often enough to where that they remember me and and we have a fond respect and appreciation for each other. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. And especially I find with runners, um, and I've mentioned this in many podcasts, that there's always that one thing that you can, all, all these amazing achievements and amazing events that you just mentioned that you've took part in, raced, uh, or even won, but there's always just that one little thing uh, in your situation is making the Olympic team, but not actually attending the Olympics. And it, 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 the one little thing always takes a big chunk away from uh, the good things. What I feel personally, even though that might be a little bit of uh, a negative mindset as such, but it just it's just always that one thing that stick that sticks with you and on your darkest days basically it comes to you and it's it's always quite bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh yeah. How do you how do you deal with that at this point in your life, in your career? What's what's going through your mind when you face challenges and, and, and have to deal with things like that? Uh well just get back training. That's it really. Obviously you, you have to take the time to right. to uh 
to assess where maybe you went wrong and why you didn't do as well as you wanted to or thought you would uh, and then just you can't you can't be sitting around and complacent it for for too long otherwise next time mm. the next year it comes around just say this year I have my uh, last year I have my cross country championships maybe if it didn't go so well yeah take a, a day rest a day or two rest thinking about why it didn't go so well but then what I do is just try to get back out training as much as possible and then I feel like I'm more motivated then when I get back out training to to beat beat the person that came ahead of me uh, came ahead of me last time uh, yeah that's how that's how and obviously you have friends and family that you can you can go to and they can and your coach obviously as well and teammates that is a big part of it that I like to go to them and get advice off them of where I could do better and then just yeah hit the roads or hit the track again to to wait for next year to come around prepare for next year and uh, and do better than I done the year before mm-hmm yeah no I think that's a good answer I think that just getting back to work if you sit and dwell on it it's really hard to move forward isn't it because yes. you're just you're actually literally just sitting still. So exactly. uh, getting back out there and just getting the work in, you work through it, honestly, by yeah. being active. So I kind of think that's the best answer. I don't, I don't know if you could do much more than that. Because no. you know? if you're, if you're doing the same thing, if I, and also change, change is really important. Because when I said uh, sit down and analyze what what you've done leading up to that race and maybe you're like okay maybe I didn't eat the best or maybe I should have upped the mileage a little bit if you went back training and you, you stayed at the same mileage you stayed doing the same workouts you stayed eating the same food next year comes around you're got it's going to be the exact same thing so I think changes mm-hmm. changes a big aspect and part of that as well to to develop as a as an athlete and to compete as a, at a highest level because if you think about it it's just it's just logic it's just it's just realistic things like that where if if you're studying for just say an exam and you're doing the same thing you're just reading the book and it's not getting into your head if you maybe then turn to writing things out and reading things out loud and then it might get into your head so if you start changing things up then you'll 99% of the time improve as an athlete or or even a person so I think change is a big aspect as well yeah I love to I love listening to you talk about that because um, I think that's where, where I'm at in my life is I just want to give back yeah to um, young people and and, and 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 to others you know um, what I've gained and learned from trying so hard to achieve so much in my life in one specific endeavor and now I'm like wow I have so much to give back and listening to you talk it's like I just want to be a part of helping in some way shape or form helping young men like you and and young ladies as well just you know navigate these moments because um experience is amazing it's it's a really wonderful thing as as you get older you'll you'll understand like all these things that you didn't understand because you just went through the fire you know you just went through the trial and uh, trial and uh and tribulation of of trying to get somewhere and 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 um you'll you'll understand more and more like oh that's what this was for that's what this is for whether it's challenges or or opportunities or or whatever and um you'll appreciate those every moment that you had um, as you get older, so as you go through these moments, it's great that you're thinking the way that you're thinking and, and keep it going. I mean, definitely seek out the advice um, of others and, and, and just listen. Don't try to interpret it any other way other than just, okay, 
let me hear the words let me hear the the the, the truth let me you know receive the feelings and the emotions behind what this person who's gone through it is telling me yeah and let it resonate with me let the truth bubble up to the surface over time because a lot of times in the moment if we just try to do too much with that powerful information that you're getting from you know uh you know somebody that's really well ex really experienced and has kind of gone through what you're trying to go through um you'll miss it you yeah. know you'll miss it um so I, i feel like that's the greatest advice that i could give you and any young athlete is just truly ask questions and 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 be ready to listen to what the other person's saying and and don't think when they're talking just quiet your mind open your heart and 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 embrace um, what's being shared with you yeah, definitely. and allow it to resonate through your being and surface up into whatever you need it to be to keep moving forward in life yeah no uh, definitely actually Uh, kind of linking in with that the other day Thursday it was uh, I had a session up with my team uh, up on the track and we were there and it was it was raining and uh, me and my teammate were there and my coach there and he was there in a big jacket and a big umbrella mm. and mm -hmm. we were there in our shorts and t-shirt and we were like oh god looking for some isn't it and he, he was like well he he's been through it you know he was in our situation one day he was putting the work in he was out in the rain and uh, he has the experience now to uh, come along and, and share with us and uh, it's yeah. really good to have someone there that's been through what you're going through and whatever it is for me personally it's it's running and training so i think it, it was it was actually quite a funny moment but i think uh, <laughs> from a from a serious enough point of view it's really good to have someone there that's been through what you're going through so whatever he tells you relates to where you're trying to go if you know what i mean mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely yeah, and so coming maybe a little bit more about, uh, away from your running career side things you, you want to uh, endeavor in your entrepreneur side of, of your personality so if you once again just want to give us a little bit of a background about uh, go be more why you started it when you started it and, and yeah just a little bit of a background about the company yeah i mean the idea for it came about like around 2007 um when i was still running for nike and the idea was to come up with something that represented full wholeheartedly uh, from a brand or icon standpoint because i was i give a lot of speeches and speak at a lot of events and schools uh to inspire others you know um to live the best life that they possibly can live and I felt like something was missing as far as like a message, like a, a message that could I could consistently share that would be timeless and yeah. um, that would resonate with any audience. And um, the idea of the gingerbread man, uh, the fairy tale is what inspired Gobi Moore. Um, that, that our little uh, the logo, the iconic character is is the silhouette of the gingerbread man cookie running, you know, yeah. And um, we, I reimagined the uh, the fairy tale as an inspirational story, as one where this cookie wanted to be more than what the world said he could be. Yeah. Um, he was born into a world that wanted to consume him before he had a chance to be that person. And I feel like that's the same thing for all of us. I feel like we're born into a world, and it's I don't blame the world for it. I just blame that that's just the way things have turned out. But the world has these plans for us before we've had a chance to even walk or talk or explore our own hearts, you know. Yeah. And um, so many, in many ways, we're just like the gingerbread man. Definitely. You know, we're born into a world that wants to tell us who we are before we have a chance to be that person or discover that person and then live as that person for the rest of our lives. 
So as I thought about the fairy tale and I was looking for a brand idea, um, you know, on the funny side, it was like a little brown runner. And I'm like, I'm a brown runner. <laughs> yeah, and no. I'm like, okay, well, that kind of works. And yeah. he's chasing his chasing something right at first in the story it's like the real story he's running from all these different characters the cow the pig the farmer uh, you know obviously the fox eats him in the end yeah um but you know the you know all those different characters for me i'm like they just represent the common obstacles that we face throughout life yeah and and the reason why they couldn't catch him um was because he was so focused on chasing his dreams that um you can't catch a person that's chasing their dreams you Definitely. just can't you know, and I feel like that's what I want to inspire in others is is for them to see that they are born into a world that has been telling them they were born to be from the moment they were born. Yes. Instead of giving them a chance to discover that and that when you be more message and you look at the iconic logo of the gingerbread band and you think on this, the reimagination or the, re the reimagining of that old fairy tale, that very old fairy tale it's Im almost impossible for anybody not to relate to that message and to go wait a minute yeah i'm i want to break the mold i yeah. want to be more than just a cookie i want to be more than what the world says i could be i want to go be more i want to chase my dreams and i want to become what the world is chasing and that's what our brand's all about is inspiring that in as many people as we can in every walk of life all over the world um for the rest of our lives like our mission as a brand is to inspire that as yeah. much as we possibly can and we uh i feel very grateful for the idea to have come and to, to have chosen me to be the the messenger uh, of it you know yeah um and so we're designing apparel we're, we're we're working on some big opportunities to do some really amazing things with um different groups of athletes and people uh in in all kinds of situations all over the world and and um, the brand is growing. We officially launched it last March. Yep. Uh, but I've been dreaming about it and working on it and giving speeches about it since 2007. So it's a 13-year dream to put yeah. it into perspective. That's has a, been a, in the making. A lot of hard and, work over 13 years. But you know what's funny? It's like that's the thing. It's like when I was 14, I had the dream of becoming an Olympian. You know how long it took before that happened? Yeah. 12 true. years. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's where we're where, where if I think if, if, I, I tell people it's like, man, if, if things don't work out and you and you and you make you make light of that entire time that it took you to get to the moment where it still didn't work out, but you got so close, you throw away, you're throwing away 12 years of your life. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's absolutely silly, you know? Yeah. Um, and so. I enjoyed trying to figure this thing out. I enjoyed like, what am I going to do with this 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 idea? It seems like a really good idea for a brand. Where is it going to go? And ultimately, you do it. You know, you do what you're doing because you're you you know you you want to figure it out. You do what you're doing because you love it. And I keep coming back to that. I didn't know what Gobi Moore was going to become. I knew what I wanted it to become. Yeah. And I knew that I was willing to die for it. I was willing to die for it, and I'm still willing to die for it. I'm yeah. I'm fighting to live out my purpose. And so when you get to the point in your life where you find something that you're willing to fight for to the day you die, um, you, I think you found, I think not only have you found your purpose, but I think really tapped into this source that's gonna help you to feel more alive every day for the rest of your life as you work on this thing. And if it works out, it was meant to be. If it doesn't, I guarantee you, a lot of good still gonna come from it, you know? Definitely. And that's ultimately what I want for other people and that's why we created Go Be More. And it just it just shows persistence is persistence and consistency. I know it's 
I know everybody says it and uh, people are hearing it all the time, but you just said it took 12 years for, for Gogobi Moore to, to launch and become an actual brand and uh, it took 13 years for you to become, uh, to sign that contract with Nike since from when you started running and just your always persistence and consistency is key and there's a lot of people that don't have that and that's why it's so important to have uh, that trait because you never know, there could be one athlete or one just say entrepreneur that has uh, has been training or has made a product and it didn't, they, their times haven't been going uh, down uh, straight away and their, their their product hasn't been flying off the shelves straight away. And they, they if we're in the future, if they kept that, that they would have actually become a professional athlete or they would have become a successful entrepreneur. But just because they didn't have that one trait of persistence and consistency that it just fell apart and that dream never came true for them. And I feel like if you don't have that persistency or consistency or that passion, it was never really a dream in the first place. It was just more mm. of a, it was just mm-hmm. more of a, oh yeah, this will get me a lot of money and a lot of fame, yeah. so I'm going to try it. And... And what then. a great point. What a great point. Uh, you're a wise, you're a wise young man. <laughs> no, it's true. No, it wow. is. Wow. I, I love that you said that, you know, and I, I want to repeat it just because it's worth repeating. You, you, you're, you're pointing out the fact that like, if you aren't willing to commit and, yeah. you're, and, and when things get tough and the going gets tough, you give up. Whatever it is you were working on clearly isn't something that you really wanted in yeah, the first place. 100%. As, wow. That's <laughs> Man, that is cool. That's a very powerful thing to, to know. And you stated it very, very clearly. That, that woke me up. I'm like, okay, that's but, that's that's truth. You know, it, it definitely is. And coming, someone like you saying that coming from me, just it, it, just a teenager in, in Dublin saying something like that woke you up. Now that's a, that, that personally, I think that's really cool. It makes me so happy to hear that this young man in, in Dublin you know, <laughs> inspiring to do great things with his heart. Yeah. You know, with his life, um, can see that, and I'm like, that's inspiring to me. Like, I'm gonna not, I will not forget that probably for the rest of my life. The that fact is, that, that this young really man cute. said that. You know, yeah. I mean, these there are these special moments, and I'll think about that yeah. for the rest of my life. That's really, really, really profound, and it's actually a great reminder even for me. Yeah. You know. Um, that the reason why I haven't given up on, on the things that I've pursued in my life is because I love them and yeah, I really, definitely. really want those things. And, um, that's why it's so easy to just put in the work. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's yeah. just, uh, no, that, uh, that's really, that's really cool. Uh, thanks for that. No, that was, uh, the, coming from someone like you that has, uh, as I know, are, are uh, a motivational speaker, and then when I when I say something like that, and you say that will stick for you for the rest of your life, it's uh, no, that's that's really cool. Yeah, well, I mean, we're gonna be hanging out, right, for the rest of oh, our lives. Yeah, so. no, definitely. So you will remind me. You <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely remind me. Remember what I said that one time? I will. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. If if, if yeah. Maybe, things aren't and going well for maybe you or even me and then you'd be like remember that time on the first podcast where you said if you really want it you will, yeah. you will work for it and then it will once again wake wake one of us up and be like oh yeah i, I do really want this and it's just a it's just it, a joy patch in the journey exactly and we just need we need to remind each other of this quite often you know because yeah. there are going to be those moments in life where it's like something that you can never even imagine definitely comes yeah. out of nowhere just knocks you on your butt and you go 
I was not expecting that. I mean, I'm 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 doing my best. I'm trying to learn from my challenges yeah. and all sort of stuff, and something still comes to get you and 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 knocks you out. And you go, okay, wait a minute. Um, I got to gather my wits about me and figure out what to do next. And and that's it's in those moments when they come up that you want to be reminded. Surround yourself with people that can remind you of these things. And I guarantee you, you'll 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 overcome it. And that's and we do need great people in our lives. So yeah, uh, yeah I'm not, I say it. We laugh. But I'm serious too. I'm like, hey man, you 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 hold on to me. I hold on to you. We'll figure That's this it. out. We'll stay connected, yep. and we'll push each other, uh, you know, to be the best that we can be. That's what it's all about, you know, yep. is making these connections with one another throughout the world and building this wonderful, like this is like this tapestry, right? Where like yep. every person is like, uh, we're supposed to connect and weave with our dreams and our love between each other, like this 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 web of of uh, 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 or this tapestry uh, of humanity. And the more we can connect and stay connected and connect with each other and, and, and connect each other with other people that we know and keep that going. And we really are connecting and we're vibing off this thing called love. Man, we can overcome anything. I really believe that this is a special moment in, in, in history, you know, of Definitely. the world yeah. and history of humanity. It's like it's almost like we've been hit by a meteor, you know, or an asteroid. Yeah. And the world has been. And, the, and, and and right now the world is is disoriented and it's full of dust and and we can't see clearly you know we can't see the sun we can't feel the warmth of the sun we can't you know feel uh we can't put our hands on our dreams anymore We're, we feel yeah. so disconnected and yet i think this is the moment when we should realize that we've already been disconnected we've been disconnected yeah. from the warmth of the sun from being able to hear the, the 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 melody of the songs that we love i feel like we we this is our chance to really wake up and create a new norm you know no, and, and 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 I, I i i venture to say this is our chance to go be more That's than it. we've ever been before yeah this is our chance to go be more than we've ever been before and that uh, i've been it's been downing on me lately i'm like challenges disabilities limitations those are blessings yeah. Those are blessings. When you're struggling with something, that is not a negative. That's a blessing because that struggle is meant not to stop you. It's meant to help you to understand something you don't know yet that you need to learn. And the only way you're going to learn it is through, through that struggle, going through that struggle and getting to the other side and being able to have that lesson, that thing that you needed to learn to be more equipped to go, to keep moving forward towards the things that you actually want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, so like definitely. when you feel when we're stuck right now and we say, oh, now COVID's holding us back. Stop being distracted by COVID because COVID is, is it is what it is. Yeah. What we're supposed to do is say, what is COVID trying to tell us right now? Yeah. What is this challenge to the entire world? What is it telling us right now? What are we supposed to do? Whatever the answer is to that, that's what what COVID is for. Yeah. It's not meant to destroy us. It's meant to help us pivot. Definitely. Without it, we wouldn't do it. This is our chance. And this is the thing that we needed in order to make that pivot that we so desperately wanted, even if it was on a subconscious level. Yeah. Now, this is our moment. As a humanity, this is our moment. And, it's, and, and, and what we do with it will determine, honestly, poss the rest of history. Possibly, yeah, definitely. And uh, it, it will... I feel like the my generation and the younger generation coming up uh, over the next 10, 20, 30 years, 
if something like this or, or something on the same scale ever comes again we'll be stronger and ready for it and especially something like this is has brought a lot of people together and it realized yeah. how much how much you take things for granted like seeing family going on holidays uh, training with your team so next time something like this comes along we'll be we'll be ready and we'll be we'll be stronger for it and it won't be as much of a shock so even though a lot of people are saying this is the new norm if it's not the next thing that comes around we'll be we'll be ready for it so even though yes there is the negatives of it of it there is a lot of positives as well that people can can take out of it and especially on the and the sports and uh, maybe running side of it, it shows who wants who wants it more. So, yeah. When over here in Ireland, when you weren't allowed to train in big groups, people were like, some people were like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll take this time to relax. And obviously, it is a good time to take maybe a week or two to sit back and unwind, and then get back at it again. But then some people mm-hmm. were like using it as an excuse to to not train or not even train to not do what their passion is. Um, and I feel like this really shows who wants it most and who will who will come out on top at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And uh, even even with Gobi more like like from a business point of view, maybe sales sales weren't as big uh, over the when the pandemic was that is worse because people were focused on other things. But and even other companies across the world, if sales weren't maybe as big, it just it just shows that companies that have kept working and kept striving to go be more it shows who wants mm. to be who wants it the most exactly and, and and i think that that's what you know um hopefully that's maybe the greatest lesson that we get out of this thing is that um you're gonna have to pivot when things go wrong and sometimes you're gonna things are gonna be brought to your attention that you never really had to think about because the situation just didn't call for it and most of us I'd say almost all of us were just like completely unprepared for yeah. this um, scenario. Yeah. Like, but this is like so surreal. It's like being in a movie, you know, it's like, no, that's not real. Is that real? No way. And um, we're, we were so like in disbelief, you know, and Definitely. now, but as we, as you know, as the dust settles, we sit there and we go, okay, well, wait a minute. What, it, what am I supposed to do? now you know and i think that um don't give up on whatever it is that you're doing it's make the adjustments make the adjustments you know this is an opportunity to create a more um bulletproof well-rounded sustainable business that that, they can weather these types of moments the technology is is there and we we're now really seen that you know yeah. we, again we took it for granted and and Definitely. now we're really seeing that so uh no i think we're in a good place overall i think we're in a good place and i think enough, we just need more people uh to see that we need more people to say that and we need all of us need to fight for that we need to fight for what what the reality is which is we have a chance to do something uh, smart and great and meaningful with um the rest of our lives and 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 honestly, to put a stake, in, a stake in the ground at this moment in history and say, uh, we took control of, 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 of the destiny uh, of humanity yeah. in this moment because this moment actually gave us that opportunity to do so. And we and we took it, you know, we didn't yeah. take it for granted. Definitely. So I hope that that's what happens and I'll do everything Fingers I can. Crossed. Yeah, I'll that- do everything I can to go be more to make sure that, um, you know, uh, we I do my part. 
no no definitely and um personally it, this this is quite a, a tough question but from uh, from coming as a, a professional athlete before before we started the recording you said at the moment you're just kind of just running just for keeping up fitness and keeping healthy is that is that story with you fitness wise at the moment say that again so as far as my training goes like where am i at with things yeah so is it just basically to to keep fit and keep healthy yeah yeah you know i got a little girl she's you know, almost almost five and 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 you know i want to be i'm 38 i want to be healthy i want to be fit i miss the, the level of fitness that i experienced yeah. man when i was running sub four minutes in the mile and, and doing all that stuff i mean man that level of fitness to experience that it is otherworldly and yeah. and to come down from that in any level in any way shape or form to yeah. not be that fit kind of hurts man it's like <laughs> oh man I, I you don't realize how amazing and fit you are until you're not and exactly. it's like oh man so but no I've, I've come to really love just jogging and um you know doing light workouts like push-ups and sit-ups and squats and lunges and calf raises and dips and yeah things like that i i really appreciate just and I'm so consistent with it that um, I'm, my fitness actually goes up pretty naturally and yeah. I feel great. My body looks great. Um, I'm getting fitter every week. And, uh, you know, as I do like this really simple, small, consistent things, it's all about the consistency exactly. and proper technique and, and, and patience and, 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 and uh, you know, having a good approach, a, a fundamental approach to things. I think it's all about the fundamentals at the end of the day. Yeah. And when you lay that foundation, I feel like you can kind of venture off and do more extreme things. Yeah. But know that you have this foundation that the minimum of whatever it is that you need to be doing, you're comfortable with that and you're confident in what that can yield as far as results. So, yeah, no, I love jogging. I love going slow. I said I, I, I've spent enough time trying to run fast 100 percent, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's so good taking it easy man yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. just for in terms of the uh, go be more what are obviously it's probably quite hard to say at the moment with everything that's going on but for for the future what are what are the goals or what's the what's the main aim uh to save the world that that is fair enough no that's it that's probably the best <laughs> answer you could give for anything no, but in all seriousness, it's it's you know um, it's one day at a time, it's one cell at a time, it's one person at a time. It really yeah. is. I mean, we um, are seeing our sales go up every week. Um, we're seeing people email us, text us, uh, message us, and talk about what the message does for them. Um, we you know every single time somebody says, "Wow, I've been looking for a company like this," it's just it's it's just it's so motivating, yeah. you know, um, and. Yeah, as far as the future goes, I mean, I can't say a lot in detail, uh, but it's we're coming. That, that you know, is we have it. a lot of amazing things in the works. I've been blessed to have amazing relationships with some of the most influential people uh, in 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 sport, um, primarily in in the Paralympic and Olympic and track and field uh, world. Um, throughout the world, and uh, I feel very fortunate to have the opportunity to pitch and 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 inspire uh, some really amazing people well-connected people throughout the world to support this this brand and yeah. to help it grow uh, to achieve our ultimate mission which is uh as a for-profit company yeah it'd be great to make a lot of money but we That's already it. know what we're going to do with that what we're going to do with that is turn around and re-inject it into our communities yeah. into our athletes and 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 help to build up 
what has been broken down by um, misinformation and when it comes to marketing and media and a lot of other brands, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's, we don't spend enough time talk, celebrating um, humanity and celebrating um, effort um, and, and authenticity. And, and um, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna change the game. Yeah, we're that, gonna is, change that, the is, game. that was really cool to hear. There are some not ambitious goals, but for you, very realistic goals. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to being a part of them, hopefully uh, in, in the future and helping out as much as I can here on YouTube and on the podcast, maybe uh, mm. uh, repping, uh, repping some of it myself, looking good on the podcast and, uh, and sharing it around. Yeah, we have some special stuff in the mail for you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks very much. So, guys, make sure to, to keep tuned in if you want to see me looking fresh in the Gobi Mora apparel because it is it is some it is some very it's it's just it's just different. It, like a lot of a lot of companies are obviously there is a, a very financial part of of what you're doing as well. But a lot of companies nice. are just based on money, 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 and they'll do anything for it. But you, you and your company are. are what I assume are primarily based on uh, helping athletes and motivating people to to go be more hence the name absolutely no it's 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 the name says it all um it's not uh just a really catchy phrase or moniker it really is it really is um I mean if you you know I I can get a little mushy gushy it's it's another way of looking at it is like my way of saying to the world that I love you yeah you know instead of GBM instead of go be more it's i love you you know and uh it's a daily reminder that you are loved you know and that little gingerbread man cookie that little sweetheart of a cookie they didn't want to get eaten (laughs) you know now he gets to do something a little bit different he gets to inspire us all to become what the world is chasing and uh would it would it be safe to mention that if anyone's listening or watching this podcast are maybe training or doing anything and they're they're not motivated at the moment because of because of the pandemic and all to to hit you up maybe on instagram or uh, through email and you'll be able to you'll be able to help them along i'll definitely leave your instagram and go with more's instagram and everything in the in the description but would it be safe for people to be able to contact you through them to get maybe a bit of advice on on motivation to get through maybe a, a dry patch of whatever they're trying to get through for the rest of my life, that is what I'm here to do. Perfect. That yes. Is, that All the time. Yeah. All the time. Now, nah, this is it. Uh, um, you know, and I was even thinking as we were going through this, man, let's uh, let's get together on um, some more of these uh, uh, calls. Let's invite all your friends who are out there in Ireland that you know, all the, your youth. youth. Um, you know, if you get your team on, a, on calls, like I'd love to chat with you guys at least once a month. Yeah. Uh, and just do, do calls. We can record it and share it. And uh, just chat about anything you guys want that you have questions about, you, you know, give you guys a little motivation. Um, obviously, I know I'll get it back from you guys as well, you know, Definitely. being so young and hungry for life. <laughs> uh, but I think that what we could do is uh, I'd love to, uh, with you, uh, let's start it with you guys. You know, let's start yeah. a little youth uh, group where we do like a, at least a monthly, you know, at this point, a monthly would be for sure, I think, realistic for me time-wise. Yeah. But I'd love to do it once a month. We get on a call. As many people as we can get on this call, uh, young young ones out there in Ireland. I wanna I wanna connect with you, young Irish. Definitely. That and, sounds and like I such a good idea. You. And yeah, no, I think it'd be fun. And 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 yeah. and I, you know, the way that you're talking about 
you know, just working through things and, 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 and um, you know, wh whatever you guys are questions on and, and, and ideas that you have, I'd love to just support it in any way that I can. So uh, I'd love to organize that with you, with um, not just runners, but any young Irish person that you know yeah. that you want to connect with on a Zoom call or whatever. We can all hop on and see each other and connect and and just inspire one another to um, be the best that we can be. You know, definitely. So this is. Well, first of all, I'll definitely be pitching that to a lot of my friends and teammates because I think that's a great idea. But from a one-to-one -one, uh, point of view, this is the not uh, this is not the last you're seeing John uh, on the podcast. And John, if you really quick want to just talk a bit about the podcast you have yourself. Yeah, super quick. Uh, we have a, a podcast called the Go Be More Podcast. We uh, interview uh, celebrities, Olympians, legendary coaches. Um, you know, highly successful business um, uh, owners and entrepreneurs. Um, the whole point of the the uh, podcast is to you know work, connect with people that have uh, bring and br that have achieved a lot in life, but that whose story um, in the way that we want to tell it, we want to highlight the humanity, the, the humanity in them. You know, and show that. Um, even though on the surface it looks like they're otherworldly and in many ways obviously they are because of what they've achieved, that their path to that um, is one that we all can travel yeah. and um, that they're, they're really no different than we are. It's just a matter of how they saw the world, the choices that they made uh, when they were faced with choices that led to where, they, where they've gotten. And, uh, you know, so, that, so so it's a wonderful podcast. Um, it's 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 growing massively uh, and gaining a significant amount of popularity and being featured all over the place. And, um, you know, if you want to be inspired to be the best that you could be, uh, the Go Be More podcast is definitely a good option. And can uh, anyone check find out. that out on what, what platforms can that be found on? Anywhere that you could find a podcast. Yeah, Perfect. Spotify, so all over the place i'll yeah. leave that down in the description maybe it, it will gain you an extra two or three uh listeners that will you know every every listen counts so uh john i just sure. want to thank you for uh coming on and taking the time out of your uh, very busy day to come on the podcast it's been one inspirational uh two and very educational coming from uh, uh running and an entrepreneur side of of your personality so yeah thanks very much for coming on this is definitely not the last uh, the last of you on the little running irishman podcast because me uh, me uh, and you and goby moore will be will hopefully connected uh, and linked very heavily in the future i see that happening for us for sure definitely and uh, as i said make sure to, to stay tuned on podcast because john is going to be uh, sending me some of the, the finest gear around at the moment so i'll be looking in tip top shape on the podcast so yeah thanks uh, once again john for coming on the podcast all the all your social and i'll be left down in the description so if anyone wants to get in touch with you for any reason at all athletics entrepreneur or even just a lack of a bit of motivation you can do so through the links in the description absolutely thank you so much for having me on uh killian i appreciate it no uh 100 and uh as I said, definitely a philosophy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this uh, episode of the podcast. Hope you all enjoyed and I'll see you all next time. Bye.